From the Thai Cats Audio Network, this is Thai Cats Today with Braden Neville. On today's show, Coach O talks about the disappointing loss to the Argos yesterday. Taylor Powell speaks on how he thought the team handled the Labor Day Classic. Tim White was one of the best players for the Ticats once again and spoke about his performance. And Coach Sal will join me to break down the game. It's Tuesday, September 5th, 2023, and you're listening to Ticats today. A tough loss for the Ticats in the Labor Day Classic, falling 41-28. to Not the result Ticats fans were looking for, but that's football. You win, you lose, and yesterday the Ticats lost. The Argos showed that they are... A good team, a really good team. A.J. Olette was on a mission, rushing for 79 yards, and even threw a touchdown pass just to pour a little more salt in the wounds. Taylor Powell, I thought, had a decent game despite taking quite a few sacks. Tim White had another really good game, but it's tough. It's tough to win games when you allow 41 points. It was a great day for football. It was hot. It was probably one of the hottest days of the summer in September. Felt like 40 degrees at some points. If you were in the stadium, everyone was sweating. There was a lot of people there. It was a record-setting day. The biggest gate in Tim Hortons field, regular season and playoff history. So the fans came out. They showed their support. Like I said, didn't get the result they were looking for, but it was still an excellent day. A lot of fun stuff going on around the stadium. And it was great to see all that fan support. And it was another chapter in this Labor Day Classic weekend rivalry, this time with the Ticats ending up on the wrong side of history. Cocho spoke about the loss following the game. Uh, just n- not good enough in all three phases. You know, we had our spurts. We didn't take advantage of opportunities when they presented themselves. Uh, didn't play real great complimentary football, uh, meaning... You know, when we had opportunities to get off the field in key situations, we didn't quite do that. We didn't quite punt the ball well enough. Uh, I thought we did a decent job with the win, definitely played a factor. Uh, they did a better job and put the game, you know, they had those 17 points early. So um, overall, you know, just not good enough. And, you know, I'm actually, to be honest with you, I'm excited we play uh, real soon. Going down 17 early on, did it almost feel like a bit of an uphill battle from the start? No. I mean, yeah, it's, it's you never want to be in that situation, no. But, you know, at, at that point, it's a three-score game. So, you know, you just got to find a way to make it a two-score game and then do those sorts of things. And bigger than that, just capitalize when we have opportunities. And so, no. It's not an uphill battle that early when you have, you know, it's a CFL game and we've been a part of these already this year. Yeah, they're probably as good as their record says they are, as, as the saying goes. Um, you know, they find a way to make timely plays consistently. That's what I, I notice on, on tape. Uh, it seems like when they've been down, they found a way to be scrappy and and make plays. So, um, yeah, they, you know, they, uh, they're doing a great job. I think so. Man, I think it's different for every quarterback. Uh, I thought he did create a little bit, made some decisions to take off. I thought he did a decent job there. Obviously, the ball security is going to be a a continued thing, and and that's not uh, conducive to winning. But, shoot, he played his heart out. Um, I thought he made some some key throws, and, you know, I didn't see any any quit out there. Um, We just got to be, like I say, it's just a collection of timely plays. You know, the defense made a couple of plays early to keep it interesting. Um, but then we give up a big return, and that's what I mean. It's just the, the flow of the game uh, didn't, didn't work in our favor there. So I believe with Taylor, uh, with every game, he gets more experience, uh, he'll be better. 
That was Coach O. Taylor Powell finished the game going 30 for 42 for 296 yards, and he also had three touchdown passes. I mean, TP was working on one of the hottest days of the year, throwing 42 times, which is crazy. Nearly double the amount of Chad Kelly. He threw only 23 times. He spoke about his team's effort following the loss. Uh, just got to go watch tape. You know, I think you see it, right? There's, there's moments of success, but... Uh, we just got to find a way to play four quarters, man. This offense has great potential, and I think it starts with me. You know, I got to obviously put the team in the end zone more often. Um, I just didn't get it done, and we got to look at the tape, get better, and moving on to Ottawa. You and Tim White seem to have a pretty solid connection out there. I mean, yeah, he's, I think, a hell of a player, great person first. Um, he's explosive. He's a veteran, man, never complains about, like, if he's not getting the rock. And when he does, you see what he does. Um, I think that's why he's a truly a pro. Yeah, just like I said, man, he's truly like one of the best players I've ever played with. And it says a lot that he has that much faith in me uh, because I have that much faith in him. And it works both ways, the quarterback and wideout. Um, he's truly unselfish, man. And just like all the other wideouts and all everybody else in our offense, you know, I think that's what, what uh, kind of makes us special. And um, it's a long season, man. And, I think we're about to get this thing turned around, and the good thing is we get to play in four days and get this uh, uh, cruddy taste out of our mouth and go take on Ottawa. And uh, I think it's just process over outcomes, man, right now. it's Continue to chop wood and carry water, and the things are going to break. We're doing the right things, and uh, I'm, I'm learning, trying to get better every day, trying to get better every game, every series, and this thing's going to break. Like, you've seen the glimpses of it with BC and – uh, some moments in this game so just trying to capitalize on the good things minimize the bad and uh, keep getting better yeah I think it's huge man I was I'm fortunate to have such great wisdom from Matt and Bo that they just keep telling me you know stay the course uh, I've got I think one of the best offensive coordinators if not in the league um, with Scott and I got I think one of the most important people in my life is coach O and I think that we're just building things right they're teaching me all these things about the CFL season and uh, just trying to do the right things more than the bad things. That was Taylor Powell. Tim White was another one of those bright spots with 110 yards receiving and a touchdown. He spoke about being able to put up a good performance despite the loss. I, you know, I want to get back out there and play some more. Um, you know, just trying to make an impact for the team. Uh, I want to do more. Uh, I want us to win. And uh, our main focus now is Ottawa. Yeah, with that quick turnaround, you have four days between games here. How do you make this turnaround as easy as possible here? You've got to embrace it. The schedule's not going to change. So uh, just embrace the fact that we're going to have to turn around and play and uh, bring as much energy as we could. Um, I, I feel like our team is pretty resilient. Even, you know, in our last possession, we went down and scored. You know, so I think there's a lot of positive that you can take away. And then there's a lot of negatives that we have to fix. It's grind time. I mean, this is what you look for. When you look at the schedule, you see that, and you have to make your mentality that this is what it is. So it's something that you have to embrace, and I think we will do that. I think we have the right team to do that. I think it's going to go a long way, you know, especially when you have turnarounds like that. You know, sometimes players, they key in on what guys tell them, you know, and it's just a quick, quick glimpse. And I see growth in him. You know, uh, he came to me late uh, in a flat, which I scored on, and that was a play that we ran earlier, and he was able to come back to it, you know, during that play and make sure that we made that play and we get in the end zone. So I'm seeing a lot of growth with him and just week by week. That was Tim White. It's time now I bring on my guest to recap the game, Coach Sal. Coach, a tough loss for the Ticats yesterday, falling 41-28 to in the Labor Day Classic. 
What are your thoughts on the team's performance? Well, Brayden, uh, you know, you summed it up with the point uh, disappointment. Uh, you know, if you read the stat line, uh, you would assume the Cats won the game. Yeah. Because the stat line was Toronto 15 to 23, 201, two TDs, two intercepts. Mm-hmm. You flip it over to Hamilton, 30 of 42, 296, three TDs with yeah. only one intercept. So you would assume uh, that they did that, but the stats don't tell the story, you know, and that's the problem. Uh, again, <clears throat> poor field position, no ability to score in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, only three points off the two turnovers that they that they got. Um, down seventeen to zero in the first quarter. Uh, you know you can't bounce back very easily from that. No. They gave up five sacks in the game, uh, yeah. and you know a lot of it. Uh, a lot of it was uh, holding the ball too long, not getting a read that he that he anticipated, etc. But this is still a young quarterback. And when you ask him to throw the ball 42 times, you know, that's difficult. To me, Braden, you need to run the ball to set Mm -hmm. up the passing game. Mm -hmm. It never works in the opposite. Your pass game does not set up the run. So the fact that that, uh, Butler is a dynamic runner, he got the ball 11 times in the run game. Mm -hmm. Uh, He did well with – you know, the fact that he had it, but uh, you need more uh, continuity in that area. Yeah. And on the other side, you have A.J. Ouellette, who seemed like he was getting nine, 10 yards per carry against the Ticats. Yeah. And yet, you know, he ended up the ball game uh, with a pass to uh, for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. And, and a touchdown pass. So the fact that he ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, whether or not he got yards, et cetera. It set up that special play that they had in the hammer, which he eventually showed to everybody. <laughs> but it, it it set up the pass that he made off of the run. Yeah, and and that's the point we're trying to make. Why do you think they were having such a difficult time stopping him? I I, I think he's just a dynamic running back. Everyone knows that, but it seemed like they just had no answer for him whatsoever. Well, you know, realistically, uh, a running back like Olet, uh, who's got power and he's got strength in in his legs and is able to sprint when he does get to the outside. He's a very difficult man to bring down. Yeah, uh, I didn't think uh, early on that our our defensive line played that poorly. I, I thought mm-hmm. they they were pretty good. They did not sack Kelly. That that was one of the factors uh, in the ball game, and they allowed him to escape the pocket several times in fact the touchdown he threw he was on the outside of the pocket when he threw the ball down the middle and, and that brings me to the point where in the pregame we were talking about the fact never take your free safety out of the middle of the field mm-hmm. because uh, their explosive plays come in that area and the one touchdown that uh, daniel's got you saw the free safety flow away from the middle of the field Mm-hmm. And, of course, Daniels then just turned it up and, and went right in the hole. You you mentioned Taylor Powell a little bit, and, and he de- did seem to have a lot of pressure on him the whole time. Do you think it's a lot of those sacks were him just holding on to the ball too long, or, or can you say it's a little bit of that and the O-line? Well, it's always a combination. It, yeah. It's never on one or the other. But uh, I thought he had time to throw the ball mm-hmm. uh, many a time when he got sacked. 
And, and that go, that's his problem, you know, hanging on to the ball too long. But then you go back to the idea that were the receivers in the right place where he expected them to be? Yeah. Uh, did he have a clean look at what the secondary was playing so he understood where he wanted to go with the ball? Mm-hmm. And then did the old line do the job they needed to do up front? I thought Butler did a great job in pass blocking. I, I yep. saw him do uh, a good job in that area. I thought Figueroa played pretty well on the left-hand side uh, of the offense for uh, uh, not being in a ball game for, for a long period of time. Yeah, But again, it, you know, there's a combination there. Does does this Argos team seem like one of the best we've perhaps seen in, in a, quite some time now? I mean, I know they won the Great Cup last year, but it feels like this team might even be better than that team last year. I, I think they are. I, I think they're a more complete team right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact is they get injuries in their secondary, and yet they're able to come up with the next man up concept and, and get the job done. So I, I really think, and it goes back to the intensity of the ball game. I thought Toronto was very intense in the ball game. Mm-hmm. It was hot. It was muggy, et cetera, et cetera. But that, yeah. that both teams were facing that. And it looked to me a lot of times like Hamilton was kind of stuck in neutral in, in uh, feet in the mud type thing where we couldn't get going, couldn't get started. And a lot of that was field position, which goes back to that punting game and, and yep. the fact that they kept uh, Hamilton real deep uh, in their end. And when you look at the averages, the the uh, punt averages, uh, Toronto was able to run, run the ball back 25 yards on their punts on average. Yeah. And Hamilton only 14 yards. Now you give up 15 yards uh, to a punt game. That, that's difficult to overcome. No, that's it's big. They only have four days between their last game and then this upcoming game in Ottawa. What do you want to do? You, so you want to see any changes to that Ticats offense or defense? Is there anything you think that they should maybe switch up here heading into this game? Well, the first thing I would do would be keep them off the practice field as much as I can. Yeah, uh, I would allow them a lot of time to recover uh, from this ball game uh, physically. Yeah. Now mentally. I, I would really bore down in the uh, film room and, and get on to, to to what they did against Ottawa in the past. Yes. And, and what made them successful in that area. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can dwell on the Toronto loss. I think Toronto obviously was a better team on that particular day. No question in my mind yeah. about that. But at the same time, your chance of getting in the playoff is – at Ottawa, and you've yes. got to go ahead and win that game in Ottawa. How crucial is this game? I mean, I, they're only one win apart right now, and and a loss here would tie them both. With their records would be virtually the same. So, just how big is this game? Well, it's it's tremendously big because the fact is, one of those two teams is going to make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, unless somebody in the West, and if we were counting on the Elks and maybe uh, Saskatchewan. Uh, not being that as good as they are. Mm-hmm. And you saw what, what happened in the uh, Saskatchewan game. I mean, they came up big against Winnipeg. Very, yes. The Elks had Stampeders beat. Yep. And, and you know, it, it got away from them in the end. So I really think this is a very important game. And, and more than likely, it's a game in which the mental preparation will be much more than the physical preparation. 
as a coach, what would your message be following a tough loss, a rivalry matchup like that? You you get nearly doubled up against the Toronto Argonauts. What would your message be to this team? Well, it'd be a difficult message. And the message has to be that you've got to be better on the field. Yeah, We can bring you to the field. We, we can get you prepared for the field. But then it's up to you uh, on the field. You've got to be better at what you do. And you've got to look in the mirror now. And you've got to uh, tell yourself, you know, uh, did I do everything I was expected to do? And did I do it to my best of abilities in, mm -hmm. in that game? And if you have any pride, uh, you will bring yourself to this Ottawa game ready to play. Coach, couldn't have said it better myself. Appreciate you coming on the show. And we'll be talking again very soon because we just have four days until that Ottawa game. So, Coach Sal, I appreciate you joining me today. Yeah, you're more than welcome, Braden. Talk to you soon. Big thanks to Coach Sal for joining me today. The Ticats will return to practice tomorrow. They have a very short week because they're back in action Friday night in Ottawa, and they'll be looking to bounce back with a victory in the nation's capital. That's all the time for me today. I want to thank you for listening to Ticats today. Cats today.